What if the way you've been telling your life story reveals the secret to what is holding you back? Stories play an integral part in how we see not only ourselves, but the whole world. Stories are more than just an important part of communication. They also reveal hidden aspects of our inner talk, which can either support us or end up holding us back from the very things we want most in life without us even realizing it. Join author, mindset coach, and award-winning singer-songwriter Carrie Rowan on her show, Look for the Good, every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. when she shares nuggets of wisdom from her internationally best-selling book, Tell a New Story, Five Simple Steps to Release Your Negative Stories and Bring Joy to Your Life. Carrie's powerful stories and compelling guests will empower you to change how you look at your own life while giving you some powerful tools and tips you can use every day to help you feel better and move yourself closer to the life you've been longing to live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Look for the Good. I'm your host, Carrie Rowan, mindset strategist and coach. And you know, I love sharing nuggets of wisdom about the stories we tell each other, and more importantly, the stories we tell ourselves. So you can join me and my special guests as we share our personal stories of strength and triumph every week on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. You can listen online on your mobile device, in your car, or ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 Radio. And tune in every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. to get real stories and tips on how to turn your story and your life around and evolve with us as we unite humankind with universal love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Look for the Good. Super excited to have Carrie Vinson waiting in the wings. Hello, Carrie. Hello. She's my my other sister, Carrie. So there's two Carries <laughs> here today. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to talk about some incredible stuff. Well, you know, I love talking about stories, right? And we talk about the stories all the time. Really, the ones that get stuck in our head and play all the time in those loops, right? And usually, these are the ones that we don't even realize they're on repeat all the time, all the time. Why don't we realize it? Because it usually happens when we're stressed, right? When we're anxious. We're worried about something and those little recordings quietly come in and remind us of all those little negative things we think about ourselves. We're not good enough. We're not lovable, right? We worry too much, whatever it is, whatever we say to ourselves. So that's why when I have a new client, I love telling them to get a little story catcher notebook because you need a notebook to write those down. It's hard to really know what they are until you're in that moment. And when we're stressed, oh, we're always in that back brain, right? So it's hard for us to come forward and say, hey, wait, here's what I'm saying to myself. So that's my little tip of the day is start to pay attention to what are those little stories you say to yourself when you're stressed, because those will tell you a lot about all of your beliefs, your disempowering beliefs and how those got planted in there when you were really, really little. And you can ask yourself, is it really serving you anymore? So I love all that. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about anxiety. Let me tell you a little bit about Carrie, though, because she's got a great background here. Um, So Carrie Vincent's a clinically trained and practicing cognitive behavioral therapist for 25 years. She's a professional life coach and the creator of the Worry Deck Collection, the Worry Less Deck Collection, a product line intended to move adults, teens, and children alike towards a greater sense of calm. Wouldn't it be nice to have the tools to worry less? Yes, my friend, it would. And we're going to give you some here today. For two decades, she's worked with individuals and groups in many roles with the same intent, to better the lives of her clients through greater self-awareness, acceptance, and love. That is beautiful, Carrie. Thank you so much for coming on today. Mm, Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And Carrie and I know each other way back from Spirit of Change days, right? And then we see each other at the Expo, um, the Natural Living Expo here in New England. And it's such an incredible, incredible event, such high energy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We've become friends. 
Exactly. So we've become, oh, we were booth mates last year. We've been booth mates a couple of times. So that's always a lot of fun. Um, And I love Carrie's work. And I, of course, own my own worry deck. Um, I'm one of the original. I think this is one of your original ones. They've changed a few, had a few iterations. Um, And so tell us a little bit about why did you create this? What was the impetus behind it? What was your story about why you wanted to help people worry less? Uh, I'm not sure when the, uh, when this was born, but a long time ago, you know, as a child, I was one who worried. Um, and at the time I didn't have words for it. Um, because I won't tell you how old I am, but, um, many years ago, <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> um, we didn't really talk about anxiety and we didn't talk about worry. Um, and so I didn't have the words for that, but what I did know was my stomach ached. I wanted to go to a nurse a lot in school, especially during gym class. Um, I would have headaches, etc. And so as I got older, the seed was planted that perhaps I wanted to work with others. Um, and, and, and then it happened. So then I started studying. I love working with others. I love connecting with others. Um, and so fast forward, um, into many years of practice working with kids and then adults, um, couples and, um, a lot of the strategies that I would share with my clients in sessions that had to do with, anxiety and worry and just those feelings of not and those beliefs that you talk about that kind of run in the back of our brain how we're not good enough we're not we're not blank enough right just mm-hmm. fill in word um so really it was just another way to kind of share some of the knowledge that I've been able that I've been lucky enough to to learn throughout the years I love that and I love I I always believe that the best products come from something that we actually used ourselves to solve our own problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Like that those are the best because it was tried and true. It was something you needed for yourself and you learned how to do it and you adapted and then you went to school and you became a therapist and I love that story. And now you help other people and so I feel like those are always the best. You know, my book was born out of that too, you know, things that I discovered along the way, you know, and life always brings us to the point sometimes where we're down on our knees and you know, what are the strategies we use? We don't think at the time that they're valuable but when we can reflect back, right? We can see yeah. that. Yeah. And they don't have to be complicated, right? You know, um, just the other day, uh, my daughter really enjoys coloring and, you know, and she's older, um, but she finds it very soothing and relaxing. I'm like, you know, that's a great strategy for relaxation and, you know, um, and worrying less. And totally. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I still love to color. If my da- one daughter has coloring books, two adult coloring books, she'll bring yeah. them out. And I, I just love it. I don't know. It brings yeah. me this sense of peace and calm. Yeah. I feel in the inner artist gets a chance to come out and play with some colors. Yeah. And, you know, I like to highlight the outline it and then color it yeah. in a shade in a lighter shade. <laughs> so it's been my coloring well, style. Yeah. And what you're paying attention to, right? So worry and anxiety, really the definition of that is either we're stuck in the past or we're stuck in the future, right? So totally. we're either worried about what's happening tomorrow or we are, you know, feeling sad or or guilty or ashamed of what happened yesterday. And when we start to do an activity such as coloring or tapping or breathing or gentle movement, what we're doing is we're bringing our mind here into the present moment. 
And again, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be cross-legged meditation on an uncomfortable pillow, right? That Mm -hmm. it can can be any activity that is going to bring us into the here and now. And so you start to focus on what color are you going to use to outline and what is the stroke that you're going to do to fill in the outline? Totally. I love that. I call it in my book, PMA not to be confused with PMS, PMA, (laughs) present moment (laughs) awareness is, right? It's bringing yourself there because there there really are no problems. That's the place where all our power and our peace is. That's really where the only peace is in that present moment awareness. So yeah, it's training the mind, right? And, And I love that because those are gentle little ways. You don't have to understand how it works. Like you and I like to get into the neuroscience of it, right? But I don't need to understand the same way. I don't need to understand how the light switch works when I pop my light on to come into my office. I don't. Re- you don't really need to know. You just need to do it. Yeah, absolutely. It's the practice of it, and and, and you can take anything, coloring, um, going for a walk, and turn it into a mindful experience. Wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that we then worry about doing it wrong. Absolutely. A lot of us, right? And so, you know, I mean, heck, it took me a year to get on this podcast because I was so worried that I was going to do it wrong. So (laughs) that's awesome. And when you can realize there is no wrong, it's just doing it, right? Like we can, you know, I, I tell it to my girls all the time. It's like perfection is the lowest form of living. You know, they think perfection is high. No, perfection is actually the lowest form of living, right? Because there is no perfection. And if there, if there was, it would be so boring to live on this planet. Absolutely. There's a card in there and affirmation. So in, with the strategies, there's also affirmations. And one Mm -hmm. of the affirmations is, is I am imperfectly perfect. Um, or I am perfectly imperfect rather. Um, (laughs) I'm not sure which is which, um, but, um, but we know that there is no such thing as perfection. Yeah. And when we try Exactly. And when we strive for it, we're just worried all the time because we feel like we have to be perfect. But that's just a sign of something else, right? That's just a sign of us having to control because we feel out of control of our emotions or our life or something else happening, right? So it's really just a symptom of what's going on inside. Absolutely. And we get caught up, right? In the comparison with others. Oh, yeah. The comparison with others. Mm. Yeah. The death of the joy, right? The comparison. You mentioned before the Teddy Roosevelt quote, right? Yep. Comparison is the thief of joy. One of my favorite quotes. Yeah. I love that. I love that because it's so true. I think that is so important as we were talking about before we came on the show. In this day and age, because everything wrong with social media is because it's comparison. You're scrolling through your comparison. That's why it causes depression. That's why there's this class action of all these moms that got together and they're now suing these companies because this is the problem, right? Like kids can't help it. They just start saying all those limiting beliefs that all of us humans have naturally. We all have those, I'm not enough of fill in the blank, like you said. So we're just, it's almost like it's just Chinese water torture on all of our insecurities as it is. How do you help people get over that comparison factor? I think the first and foremost, we have to understand that we do it, right? And we all do it, but we do it so naturally and so common and um, and all the time that we lose track of it because it can come in so many different um, formats as well, right? It's like, oh, 
you know, they have this particular car. So wouldn't it be nice if I had that particular car? And if I don't have that particular car or that watch or that bag or those clothes or that particular house, then what does that mean about me? And it never Mm. means anything good, right? Um, And we live that way. And it's so common that I don't think that we have awareness most of the time. It makes us feel awful, but we don't necessarily understand that we're doing that to ourselves when we engage in that behavior. Uh, I believe that a lot of times we choose to compare with others in order to feel safe, right? So we're looking for information. We're looking for how am I doing relative to X, Y, and Z. And so sometimes we find that we're doing better and we feel superior where we feel like we are doing worse and we feel inferior. Um, And generally we have a tendency, you know, all of us have a tendency to do one or the other, but we all can be, you know, guilty of doing both. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it just creates a lot of angst and worry and anxiety within us. So I think the first step is just having that awareness And then understanding and being gentle with ourselves that Mm -hmm. that is what we do because we're human and we're just trying to feel safe and okay. Yeah, so true. And it's just, you know, I love that because it brings up the fact, I tell people this all the time, our brains are just doing their job. They're just doing its job. The subconscious is just trying to keep us safe. That's its job. And if you think of it like a computer, you know, it's just scanning the room. It's just scanning for data. It's just data, data, data. It's just giving us data. The problem is we interpret that data and take it personally when it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with us. Um, You know, so I talk about it as overcoming your biology, right? You got to overcome the biology of yourself, which is your brain automatically making comparisons. And I love what you said because, you know, isn't acknowledging awareness, the whole step one always in anything is just saying, geez, I do that. We all do that. Yeah. Well, once we become aware of it, then we're at choice, right? We can choose to either engage in that behavior or make a different choice. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not always easy, again, because we're so programmed that way. Um, We've been doing it. We've seen others do it. We've lived that forever. So it really is also having that kindness with ourselves when we understand that we start to do it, right? We have a to beat ourselves up when we're doing a behavior that we're not proud of or we don't want to do. Totally. And I find just a little shift of what you say to yourself, again, back to the stories that we say to ourselves, a little shift instead of, oh, there I go again, comparison, you know, beating yourself up because that voice inside can be pretty mean sometimes. Um, Oh, wow. That was rather unpleasant. I think I'm just going to pick a different thought out of my category, right? Something much more neutral. Ooh, that's unpleasant. I'm comparing myself right now. That feels yucky. Let me go do something else. Let me go to the coloring book. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I always use the term curiosity. Just be curious, right? When you start to do that, noticing when you are getting down on yourself, you're beating yourself up. And and being curious about that. Wow, that's really interesting. Look at I'm doing that again. I wonder why I do that, right? I wonder if there's a yes. different way to do that. And just being curious um, and trying to have some grace with ourselves. Um, we're so hard on ourselves in that quest to be perfect or that quest to live up to, you know, what we see out there on social media or what other people are doing, etc. 
So true. That self-compassion piece, I feel like is really important, except for, especially for this younger generation, right? These YPs, these young people, is they somehow have lost self-compassion. And without self-compassion, it's hard, it's hard for us to have compassion for other people. And so, you know, I think nurturing that is super important. Yeah, I'm not sure it's just a generational thing. I think it gets worse. I think it's gotten increasingly worse. But I know, and I know there are times when I can be very hard on myself, or I see my friends or my family, my loved ones um, being very hard on themselves. And I'm not sure that it's a gender thing, an age thing. I think, um, again, there's been a lot of programming that in order to remain safe or to be our best selves or to be successful, you know, we have to kind of push ourselves or move ourselves or shame ourselves into doing mm-hmm. better. When in fact, all it does is it creates more depression. It creates more anxiety. So true. So what could you suggest if people are listening in? What's one of your favorite affirmations from the deck? I love affirmations. Well, we know affirmations are the things that we need to hear most, right? Um, And one of the ones that I really enjoy, and I actually have on my fridge at home is I am enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we, I, all of us live in this society where we're always striving for more and what it is that we have, um, or who we are or what we're doing isn't quite enough, right? We, we make that big sale or we get that one podcast and, or we, you know, make that you know, particular goal that we've had out there. And instead of being able to sit in that, we really then start to look at what's next. Right. And so that's enough. I am enough just for just a moment, just taking a breath and being in this space and letting everybody else and everything else just kind of fall away and just kind of appreciating where we're at in this moment, even when it's a hard space. Mm, I love that. The simple, I feel like the simpler, the better. You mentioned that a couple times now. It doesn't have to be complicated. You know, I am enough feels really good. And it, like your whole blood pressure just kind of goes, yeah. yeah. Your body resonates with it because it knows that it's true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the best affirmations and affirmations work when you know that they're true. You're not trying to cram something in there that you don't believe, right? It's like, your body, your soul, you came here to this planet just as you are. You were enough. And we knew that when we were little. We had the joy. We had all those things that were inherent in us as when we were little. And then I feel like life just wrings it out of you. So I love that you're bringing us back to who we really know we are. Because deep inside, if you sit with it quiet long enough, you know that it feels true, which is why it feels good in your body. Yeah. And paying attention to our bodies. We have a tendency to live so much in our heads right? Big and, time. and within seconds, it's, you know, we talked about this before the show, but within seconds, moments, um, even if we tell ourselves we're enough, the ego kicks in and starts telling us all the reasons why we're not right. Oh, mm-hmm. um, and just, <laughs> you know, so when we can feel it in our bodies, when we can pay attention to kind of how we're feeling in the moment, not what we're thinking in the moment, you know, not all of those thoughts that are running around, but when we can really just kind of sink in and pay attention to feeling it in our bodies, that's when we know we're in peace. 
Mm, I love that. Like if you want to do a little mini meditation or something, that's when I feel most centered and at peace. And then those thoughts feel really real because you kind of, you, you, you return back to who you really are. You make a connection, whatever that, whatever you want to call it, whatever that bigger energy is around us, the universe, whatever people call it and your higher self, I like to call it. And it just feels really good. We need more of that. We need more of that. And hold on, everybody. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. I know you're hanging on to Carrie's every word. Don't go anywhere. Workers Credit Union empowers members to achieve their dreams at any stage of life with tailored products and services designed to enrich your financial wellness. Workers Credit Union gives you the tools to succeed, like high interest checking, savings, and CD accounts. Free online and mobile banking help you budget and pay bills on the go. Financial coaching provides guidance when you need it. We encourage you to look for the good, the workers way. Visit us online at wcu.com or walk into your local branch. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. Ever notice how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life? Ever wonder why you find yourself telling the same old story about yourself over and over again? Tune into this high-energy show with author and mindset coach Carrie Rowan to find out how to retrain your brain to look for the good every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Carrie uses powerful storytelling, easy-to-use tools, and inspiring guests to exemplify how a simple shift in perspective can bring miraculous results. Join Carrie on a journey into your own transformation that will leave you feeling inspired, empowered, and ready to find the good every day of your life. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Hey, beautiful listeners. Are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Look for the Good. I'm here with Carrie Vinson, author and creator of the Worry Less Debt Collection. Um, so we were talking about some really cool stuff. I love, we were talking about the awareness of everything and bringing it up to our minds to get curious about what's really happening and sitting with our body to feel it. Um, and you mentioned something that I think we all struggle with. You mentioned the ego. The ego 
is that sneaky little guy and you're sitting there feeling great, having a great day. We all have had this happen to us and you're feeling good, but all of a sudden this awful thought comes in your head of, remember that time you did X, Y, Z, or you're finally feeling good and it just reminds you of something you didn't do or you have yet to do or just, and it's usually one of your pet peeves, right? It's one of your little triggers. It's like you're triggering yourself in your head. How do you manage that? How do we stop that from happening? Mm. Well, that could be a whole three hour um, session, but let's keep it simple, <laughs> right? Um, so oftentimes as part of being human, we don't get to this place without a whole bunch of beliefs, right? That have been passed on to us from family of origin, our communities, our religion, our, just our associations, and also our own experiences, right? When experiences have happened, how have we interpreted those? How have we managed to understand those in this lifetime? And what comes from all of that are all these layers of a fear, right? The things that we're afraid of. And like you said, the, the, the mind and the ego is intended to keep us safe. So it's almost as if they hold on to those fears going, do not forget this experience and do not ever let it happen again. Mm-hmm. And so then there's this general assumption that negative things are going to happen and they're going to happen again. And we have to live this life protecting ourselves from that experience. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it keeps us small. It keeps us afraid. It keeps us doubting ourselves and not allowing ourselves to, to fully grow into, you know, who we can be. Our potential. I love that. Totally. Our potential. Yeah. Um, and there's so many things that we are then fundamentally um, afraid of as human beings. So I've studied for a number of years um, under my mentor, Susan Batson, and she talks a lot about fears and she talks about um, foundational fears. And she talks about these fears that we all have as human beings, and they may include change. And that can be change within us, change outside of us. It can be um, the, the fear of abandonment and rejection and judgment. It can be the fear of not being loved, not belonging, not being accepted. We all have these fears. And oftentimes, you know, going back to what we were talking about and comparing is when we are seeing other people living their life and they're not being truly real right? You see all these Instagram reels and and social media posts where people are trying to put their best life out there. I have it so together. I have it, you know, and where there's people who aren't putting stuff out there like myself, because I'm so afraid to put something out there and it not be um, done well. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's something that I need to, so, you know, um, (laughs) we all do. um, But um, so, so just recognizing that that when the ego is coming in and we're feeling afraid, the first step again is that, that awareness, right? Just going, you know what? This is just me being afraid. That's all it is. And that doesn't make it true. Mm-hmm. Just because we're afraid something's going to happen, just because we're afraid that we're not enough, just because we're afraid that we don't belong in a particular group or we're not going to be accepted into this new family, those are our fears and fears don't mean that they're true. I love that. It's so, I love that because you've just distilled it down to the simplest fact that 
fears are not true, right? They're like false evidence appearing real. That's what it stands yeah. for. That's what I yeah. learned years ago in sales, false yeah. evidence appearing real. Um, and it, it's like shifting that perspective, right? It's because we see the world not really as it is. We see the world as we are, right? So it's shifting that perspective and adopting that attitude of getting curious and like, huh, because half the stories we tell ourselves, which is the research I did on my book, are not even true. There was actually a study done that showed yes. that 50% of all stories that we tell and retell are not even true. Can you imagine? Yeah. But we That's, live our lives as if they are true. We do. That's the scary part. <laughs> In fact, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Right. It's like, why do we do that? We do that because we're human. We do we do that because like we talked about our brain is just really programmed to do that. But the good news is you don't have to do that. And once you become aware of it, like we're talking about here, you know, once people start to uncover the stories and the little catchphrases, the negative, uh, the less than um affirmation things that we say to ourselves, then you start to catch yourself. You start to not say them again. You start to not want to say once you become aware of it, right? Well, I think that, yes, I think that's definitely the first step, but I think that we even have to honor and respect that we want to hold on to those behaviors because those have gotten us to where we are now, yeah, right? Absolutely. And even if we're not completely fulfilled or happy or experiencing what we want, we know it and it feels safe. And so to do it differently is really scary. And this is where we find people come up against resistance when, for example, you know, I've had times in my life or, you know, I know other people who like all of a sudden you're on this fabulous eating really, really healthy and doing all the things and going to yoga and exercising and, you know, doing your meditation or going for a walk and connecting and then all of a sudden something happens and you hit that wall mm -hmm. and you come up against that resistance in some ways, right? That's when the fear is taking over. That's when all, all of a sudden the ego is going, uh-uh, you can't change. You need to stay where you're at. We know what this is. This is safe, right? Totally. And then what do we do? We get caught up in, oh, I'm such a failure. I can't believe I'm like eating sugar or, or, you know, crappy food, or I stopped going to the gym or I haven't done yoga in a week or, or six months or 10 years. Um, <laughs> that may be right. Um, and then we just get caught in feeling ashamed and guilty. And then we punish ourselves. And that is when we start to see the depression and the anxiety come up. Totally. That's when we're we need talking always clinical depression. We, right. I mean, we're talking, you know, and it doesn't have to be clinical anxiety. It's just noticing the that natural flow and change in emotion and mood over time for all of us. And I love that you said to honor it, you know, like I, I've taught my kids to like, if you're feeling something, you know, instead of just dismissing it, honor it. Just like you said, oh, wow, look at me getting curious about it. Oh, I can see my little pattern here. What's this little pattern? I do this. I start to feel good. And then I stop doing all the things that made me feel good. I wonder why I do that. Right. Yeah. And so I love that because that helps you become less judgmental. I love the curiosity thing for other people too. It will improve all relationships in your life. If you start getting curious about someone's behavior, right. As opposed to admonishing them for it. Yeah. 
which is really hard, right? Because other, we then go on other people's behavior makes us feel a certain way or our behavior makes somebody else feel a certain way. And then we can get really caught up in all of that, right? Yeah, totally, totally. And so when you can focus and when you can practice and learn to do it with yourself, then you can expand it, you know, beyond your circle. Um, But I love that honoring it like, oh, wow, I'm just stopping for a second to say, I'm feeling really, this is, this is fear. This is, that's nothing more than fear. I'm just afraid. I'm just yeah. afraid. Yeah. yeah. I'm, af- I'm afraid, you know, and calming that little, that little girl inside of you that is afraid and needs a hug and wants you to acknowledge that she was hurt before. And all those things are good. You know, that's, that's all, it's, it's all good. Instead of just trying to wash things away or pretend it doesn't exist. I like that a lot, you know, embracing it. I have people who tell me, um, you know, when I, um, when I tell them about the worry deck, they'll tell me that they don't worry. And, um, and that is what they need to believe, right? It feels unsafe sometimes to be vulnerable and to acknowledge. And so for a lot of people, it's really hard to, to say that we feel afraid, right? I'm not afraid to make me, to be afraid would make me weak. No, all of those emotions are what makes us human and it's okay. And you're not failing because you feel those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally acknowledging. And I love that. So let's, th- let's bring the deck into play. I'd love to give them a little flavor of what is in there when you're having Absolutely. one of these moments, right? If you're feeling yourself, you were making all these great changes. And then all of a sudden you feel that resistance coming up. Give mm-hmm. us an idea of how they can use this amazingly beautiful deck. Um, because not only is what is contained on the cards gorgeous, but they're beautifully um, illustrated. They're they're quite lovely. Mm-hmm. So pull a card for us. Give us an example. If somebody's feeling a little off kilter, how could this support them? Absolutely. There's a lot of different ways that you can use the deck. I can you see the deck here. See um, how pretty they are? I know. Okay, radio listeners. <laughs> they're gorgeous. Um, and they are um, organized by illustration. So if you're one who likes to just randomly pick a card, you are able to do that. So all of the affirmations are um, leaves. So you can see I picked I am likable, uh-huh. right? Yes, yeah, the leaves. leaves. Um, and you are very a- likable, actually. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> it's got to be the namesake. <laughs> it's got to be. Uh. Um, there's also the things that we need to keep in mind. I call them reminders. And those are the sprouts. And the Ooh. one that I chose is all feelings are temporary. So when we get it. in that stuck place, mm-hmm. it's really easy to think that this is how we are going to feel for the rest of our lives. Oh, right? So we're true. Face. We do um, that. We over, yeah. And our problems are so enormous, right? We do that. We, we yeah. over inflate things. Catastrophic thinking. It is a thinking trope that, um, is a very common one. Um, and so then there are, um, there's 22 different ideas of things that you can do. So there's strategies, um, they're cognitive behavioral strategies, as well as some mindfulness, breathing, and some gentle movement. Um, a very easy one that, um, I will share, um, is breathe in, breathe out. Um, Mm. because we always have our breath with us. Um, and you know, a lot of time I've been telling my children since they were, you know, they, they were old enough to walk, you know, to focus on your breath and, and, you know, pay attention to your breath, calm down. (laughs) Um, and, 
you know, we make it very complicated. But what happens physiologically is when we are stressed out, our breath gets shorter, right? Mm -hmm. And more shallow. And so when we can start to take our attention and put it on our breath, we can start to physiologically calm our bodies and our systems. And then we're starting to, like you said, we can get really caught up in the, in the scientific neurolog, you know, but we won't do that. We won't um, do that. <laughs> but um, So very simply counting your in-breath pause, counting your out-breath, right? It's as simple as that. And that. you can count it to one, two, three, four, pause, count four on the out, on the exhale. You can do it for longer. You can do it for less. It doesn't matter. Don't worry about getting it wrong, right? You've been breathing since you were born. You know <laughs> how to do it. It's the, you know, getting caught up in we're going to do it wrong. Yes. Really, it's just starting to pay attention to the breath. It also gives our brain an anger, right? We can worry less about what's going on around us, outside of us, and we can bring it in. Um, and that's when we can really start to experience some greater calm. I love that. Giving your brain an anchor. That's really amazing. Um, you know, and and I find that you might find this too. When I mentioned the breathing, you know, even to my kids, like, ah, course we're breathing mom like you know oh that's too easy like it gets dismissed as being too easy but the way you just described it is perfect because it is a physiological thing your brain is you're breathing shorter because you need to get ready to run away from the tiger yes. so yes. it's redirecting all your resources so you can run and get the adrenaline going but the second yeah. you read you know why you're rewiring your nervous system is what you're doing and that's what the longer breath does without going into all the detail <laughs> yeah absolutely and also you know with a little bit of practice when you start to do that your body automatically knows what you're trying to do oh you're taking a deep breath i am safe and isn't that it is that we have all this perceived threat and in fear around us right? Mm -hmm. We always feel like we need to be afraid. And so our body is just doing what it's supposed to do to protect us. Totally. It's just doing its job. It's doing its, it's job. doing its job. Hey, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick little break. We'll be right back. Workers Credit Union empowers members to achieve their dreams at any stage of life. With tailored products and services designed to enrich your financial wellness, Workers Credit Union gives you the tools to succeed, like high-interest checking, savings, and CD accounts. Free online and mobile banking help you budget and pay bills on the go. Financial coaching provides guidance when you need it. We encourage you to look for the good, the workers' way. Visit us online at wcu.com or walk into your local branch. Hey, beautiful listeners, are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? 
In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to CarrieRowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Are you ready to consistently be in the flow of success? Build an abundant business, easily find your right clients, and feel good inviting them into your community to do business with you? If your answer is yes, then you want to listen to Business Success with Human Design with Nancy O'Keefe on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Business Success with Human Design is a podcast designed to help you peel back the layers of who you've been taught to be and how you've been told to do business, moving you from overwhelm to a business model that aligns with your your authentic self and feels right for you. Come and explore human design for business with Nancy. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Look for the Good. We're back with Carrie, creator of the Worry List deck. And I know you're hanging on her every word. She's given some great strategies. I love where we just left off before the break, and we we're talking about... The brain just doing its job. I always tell my clients that just instead of getting upset, oh, there I go again, telling that story or doing that thing I do. Oh, oh, thank you, brain. Wow, you're just doing your job. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you trying to keep me safe, but I'm okay. I got this. And sort of putting it in the backseat, you know what I mean? Just calming it, calming it down as if it's some other entity, you know, or give it a name or something, call it something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, because when we can return back and tell ourselves, you know, I like a little strategy that I heard Mel Robbins do one time about putting your hand on your heart and saying, I am safe. I am loved. Everything's okay. Right. Yeah. Just reminding yourself. And you were just explaining how you can use your breath to do that. Um, let's go back into the deck. I love this deck. Um, and let's talk about another strategy. Let's talk about, all right, you've tried the breathing. Maybe you're not a breathing person. Maybe you just forget to breathe because you're too stressed out. Is there yeah. something they can use that's more cognitive? They can think about something differently. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's the people who, um, if you do end up going to the gym, there's the people who need to run really fast on a treadmill. And then there's the people who enjoy yoga, right? And the people who enjoy yoga may be okay with the, the breathing exercises, but the people who want to need to run really fast because it just doesn't feel safe to slow down. It doesn't feel like a workout. That's what we tell ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, we feel safer when we are moving, when we're using our brain to think. So some of the strategies in this deck 
are what we call cognitive behavioral therapy strategies. Cognitive being the thinking, behavioral, of course, is the behavior. Um, so with cognitive behavioral strategies, when we change the thought, we change the emotion and we change the behavior. And that really is what this deck was intended to share. Originally, the deck you have actually says shifting story mm-hmm. um, because the con- that, that was the concept that this entire deck was created on. We have upwards of 70,000 thoughts per day. And of those thoughts, about 98% of them are repeats from yesterday. And sadly, (laughs) yeah, right. Talk about being stuck. Um, And then 60 to some, I'd have to look this up again, but it's somewhere around 60 to 80% of our thoughts are negative, even in positive people. Yeah. And so when we can start to learn how to shift story or shift thought or start to pay attention, then we're more at choice of how we are feeling and then behaving, right? And reacting. And so there's two in here that I'm thinking of is one, the shifting story strategy is in here mm-hmm. and it talks about how to do that. And then there's charting it out um, is another strategy where you're literally writing down what's the event, what are your thoughts about it, what are your feelings about it, and then what is the behavior and what happens when you shift that belief, right? And you shift the thought, So for the example that I often give is you're driving in the fast lane on the highway and the person in front, if you were a bird and you were looking from a bird's eye view and you were looking down, you would simply say, oh, there's one car that's in front of the other. That is the neutral event that is happening. But depending on the space that you're in, when you're the car behind, you may be going, well, this jerk is driving so slow. I'm in a hurry. Don't they know I need to get around them? What is wrong with them? Right? Right. And clearly in that moment, we're in ego. We're, you know, we're afraid we're not going to get where we need to be on time. We're afraid we're not going to get what we want, which is an easy drive, mm-hmm. et cetera. And so then how do we feel? We feel angry. We feel road rage. We feel just maybe we take it out. You know, maybe we're tailgating. Maybe we're, you know, changing lanes. Maybe we're driving too fast. Maybe we're just swearing to ourselves. Who knows? And then, um, you know, and so you can see how the the thoughts affect the emotions, which affects the the behavior. So when we can start to shift that, we have these, you know, we're not going to pay attention to 70,000 thoughts a day. Thank um, God. (laughs) Exhausting. (laughs) So what we do is what we can do is when we find that we're in that emotion, right? When we're feeling angry or irritated or irritable, we can go, huh, what are my thoughts right now? What am I thinking about? Right. Mm -hmm. And then is there a way that we can shift that? Is there, or are we too stuck? And maybe we're too stuck Mm -hmm. and then we have to try a different strategy, but maybe we can, maybe we can go, well, what if that's not true, right? One I always like to um, offer is you text a friend and the friend doesn't text you back and the friend hasn't texted you back for six hours, right? And where does your head go? Right. All sorts of stories. (laughs) Yeah. Are you the one who's going into, well, what did I do? Did I do something wrong to upset them? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what might you do? You become a little nervous. You become panicky. You might reach out to them and say, did I hurt you? Like, you know, your friend might be, 
what? What are you talking about? Oh my God. I was like, you know, washing dishes. When you I'm, right. to I'm on the beach <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> um, but we were our own worst enemy, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a number of strategies in here that really just help us better look at what are the thoughts and what are those thoughts creating in the emotion? And then how can we shift those thoughts in order to shift the emotion? I love that. I love that. I, I kept thinking to myself when you were explaining that, because it's such a great example because we've all been in that all the time, um, you know, is shifting that story to like, oh, I wonder if, you know, like there's a cute little granny in there and she's driving and she doesn't know where to get over or whatever. You could give yourself a little story like that or someone's rude you and cuts you off and comes flying by you. Oh my gosh, maybe their wife's pregnant in the next seat, you know, and they're going to, and they're rushing to the hospital, right? Or somebody broke their foot or whatever. There's always so many different ways, but we get so stuck in that knee jerk reaction, don't we? And it's from fear, right? It's what we're, we become so afraid that we're not going to get what we want in that moment, right? It is so it boiled down to that. So often, I've, you know, we want ease, we want life to be easy. We want life to be uncomplicated. And so, and it never is, right? It isn't. We may have moments, um, but it's our constant disappointment when we keep looking for that and we keep getting stuck in that, right? So true. And so becoming curious when something is happening, how often are we just immediately going to the negative story? right? That it's not a little, you know, little older woman in the car in front of us who is, you know, not feeling great, or she's, you know, intimidated, and she doesn't even know how she ended up in the fast lane, or, (laughs) you know, know, or is just someone who is really preoccupied and overwhelmed and, you know, has two kids in the back seat screaming at her and upset because they're hungry. We don't know. Mm -hmm. But when we change the story, we're changing that emotion, aren't we? And then we're finding some compassion. I love that. You know, and I feel like, you know, the step that comes after that to think about if people want to be a little bit more motivated to change, think about the energy that you exert with all that, all the energy. It just made me take a deep breath, right? Right. It's yeah. It's exhausting. Like we said, you're going to catch all those 70,000 thoughts. No, but all the energy that you just expended become, be, you became agitated. You became angry. Your heart rate went up. All the physical things on our body, you know, um, we've just put a lot of undue stress on ourselves that we didn't need to physically, emotionally, and even spiritually. Um, you know, we've affected you know, that good mood that we might've been in five minutes ago when we got first got into our car, we put on our favorite song, we're cruising down the highway and we're feeling great. So I feel like the trick is how do you like, which is with the tips that you're giving them, how do we not let those things bother us? How do we not get stuck in the thoughts that derail us, you know? And that's why I love this deck. Well, and I think in the message that I hope that all of your listeners walk away with is, listen, you're always going to get stuck in that story that's not the issue, right? You're, you're not bad because you get upset at that driver or you're not, you know, you're not bad or you're not worthless or invaluable because your friend forgot to text you back. Um, but when you notice that is when, so a lot of those reactions are going to be knee jerk reactions, right? That is when the ego is just taking over. And so 
That is about being kind to yourself in that moment. And then you can go to these strategies, right? And then you can say, okay, what happened, right? But but kindness to ourselves is of utmost important because we're so critical with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can tend to beat ourselves up. Oh, I did it again. Like we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Compassion first for yourself. Kindness. You know, this whole kindness movement, it starts with yourself. You know, I love that. Being kind to yourself becoming aware though. And and something magical does happen when you start to become aware. If you, because I think it takes people to get to the point where they're like, you know what I mean? That's why they probably come to see you. I'm so sick of being like this. I'm sick of just getting stuck in me, you know, right. It's like, as soon as I step out to change, my ego pulls me back in. So I love, you know, that you give these real tips and strategies to like help people manage through that. And you're not being, um, you know, unrealistic. Like you're never going to tell that bad story again, because you and I both know that's not true. (laughs) Right. Right. You're not just going in there and erasing, you know, even my book, you know, five steps to help you release them. I'm not saying they're going to be gone forever, but becoming aware of them is half of the battle and being kind to yourself when you're like, Oh, here comes that story again. It's okay. I don't need to tell that story. You know, maybe I'll let that go. Let's rewrite that story. Let me find something better that I can say instead of that, whatever it is, I'm so dumb or whatever some story is that got planted. Let's rework that so I can actually feel a little relief from my own thoughts. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Have a different experience. Yeah. Experience yourself differently. And I think knowing that we all do it, and knowing that all of our brains are wired the same, there isn't anybody, I don't care who they are and how many letters are behind their name, they still experience all of those same fears, not good enough, all those things. That's what imposter syndrome is, right? So it doesn't matter. Everybody is wired that way. It's what are you going to do about it now, right? What can I do about it now to make my life better, to get more ease and flow, right? Yeah. And how do we feel safe to let people know that we're just people, right? Do we have time for a very quick story? One of my favorites. Yes, we absolutely always Uh, have time for a story. I'm like for the good. (laughs) So uh, years ago, this was was, um, when I was still seeing all my clients in person and I had a, a young woman in my office and there was a knock on my door while I was in session. And it was the, um, the, the, secretary, the administrative assistant to the building. And she said, you have a gentleman out here who says he has an appointment right now. And I think I said a few, you know, curse words. And I was like, because I knew immediately I had screwed up and I had double booked and I didn't write him down when he called. So I knew it was my mistake. So I think I did swear out loud. And so I left the room and I go and talk to him and he was lovely. And he said, I'll come back. It's not a problem. He was so forgiving of my mistake. And so I come back in and I sit down and my young client, she's laughing and she is, you know, it was the best therapy for her. And she's like, thank you. And I said, why? She goes, because I just assumed I was the only one who makes mistakes like that. And I was oh like, come home with me. I can show you. Like, 
mistakes all day, every day. Right. Oh my God. I love Um, that. That's that comparison, right? We like, we look and we assume that other people don't make these foolish mistakes or they don't screw up. Um, and, and to be honest, I mean, we try to hide that, don't we? We don't like being vulnerable in letting other people know how much we screw up. Um, that's exactly why we say that, right? Exactly. That's why we say those mean things to ourselves. That's why we are so hard on ourselves. You know, we can't even give ourselves a break. You know, and I, I often say to my girls, like, you're so, oh, I'm stupid, or I forget that. I can't stand that about me. Or, you know, I'm like, what, what would you say if your friend walked in and they tripped over that stool just like you did just now, right? You would probably laugh. Would you call them stupid? Not in a million years. You'd make light of it. You know, you'd tell them about the time you did the same thing. Um, and just so if we can shift that again, like treat ourselves, yeah. like talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend, right? Would you say that to your best friend? Would you call him stupid or dumb or forgetful or swear at him? You wouldn't. I hope you wouldn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think that uh, that is one of the strategies in this deck is be your best. You be your own best friend. Is it? But, yeah, it's absolutely that we would never treat our friends or our loved ones, the way that we treat ourselves. Exactly. And that is, that is the note we're going to leave on today because that I think is the most powerful note right there is start to question how you treat yourself. Start to listen in on that conversation between you and you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on today, Carrie. This has been so fun. You're amazing. I love, you know, I love all the work that you do. And I'm so happy that you were able to come on and and share and share your amazing stories. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you to everyone who's listening. Absolutely. And everybody, thanks again for tuning in to look for the good. And oh, tell them where they can find your card deck and more about you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me on Instagram right now. It is at worry deck or hashtag worry deck. You know, yep. I'm horrible at social it's media. It's at, at worry deck. Um, <laughs> at worry deck um, or on Facebook. Um, or you can see the worry deck.com website or my, uh, my, my therapist website is carryvinson.com. That's Carrie. Yeah, that's Carrie. Yes, that's Carrie, like my name, guys, C-A-R-R-I-E-V-I-N-S-O-N.com. Go visit Carrie, say hi to her, find her on social media. You can find it in the show notes too. And remember, it is never too late to live your best story. Be well. Thanks for tuning in to Look for the Good with your host, Carrie Rowan, best-selling author and mindset coach. Join us every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. right here at Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. If you weren't able to catch an episode, no worries. Just visit our website to find all the archived episodes of Look for the Good on Demand so you don't miss a thing. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. For additional resources or to find out about how you can work with Carrie directly, visit CarrieRowan.com for more details. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.